This podcast brought to you by Earthlink. I'm Molly Wood, author of Seen It's Buzz Report. And I'm Tom Merritt, author of Seen It's the Real Deal. Are we actually doing it? I are think we, so. Are we on? No, we're going. We're live? Welcome. Welcome to Guess Buzz what? Out we're going to talk about Sony. Wait, welcome to Buzz Out Loud, Seen It's podcast of indeterminate length, first time listeners. <laughs> actually, we're not talking about Sony off the top. Not yet. We are um, going to talk about Sony, and we're going to talk about Microsoft, and we're going to ask uh, people in the crowds to turn off their cell phones. Is it me? Oh. Actually, it's probably me. Yeah. Tom brought his cell phone to the podcast. Can I you believe do. this? Nobody Listen ever, to that. Nobody ever calls me. Unbelievable. <laughs> That's what a, a razor sounds like. <laughs> All right. So I inexplicably am the monthly recipient of Teen People magazine. For some reason, sure, here it's at work, it's okay, I have Molly. a courtesy subscription. And I know it's a courtesy subscription because I get a press release. Ah, what's in the press release? Today in the press release, Teen People would like me to know that they have a special section on girl gaming in what is referred to as their gaming zine. Gam- their what? Excuse me? Gaming. Gaming yeah, they zine. Spe- they spelled it wrong. <laughs> they spelled it wrong. But only in the press release. And I thought this was actually kind of cool because so, I looked through the magazine and they have a game zine. They spelled they, it right in the magazine. Yeah, where they talk about girls who game. So the heartening thing is, <laughs> they have this is that 15. Teen People is covering uh, girl gaming. Yeah, that's very heartening. The unheartened, disheartening thing is that they spelled they it spelled gaming. It gaming in their press But release. they have a 15 year old girl named Samantha whose favorite game is uh, Counter Counter Strike. <laughs> I love that you're just going to call it gam am. from now. Oh, on. I am. My favorite gam is Halo Two. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on then to uh, the Sony BMG boss's comments today. Awesome. The president of Sony BMG, Thomas Hess, I believe, not Hesse, but it's H E S S E. It could be Hesse. Uh, he was asked what responsibility did he feel for the havoc his CDs had caused. <laughs> this is in the register, so we don't know if he was directly asked that question. It was not quoted, but the quote that they do have is Most people, I think, don't even know what a rootkit is, so why should they care about it? <laughs> Yeah. Most people don't understand why their PCs are being crippled and taken down by hackers due to some backdoor that was left open by a company. Why should they care? The uh, the article in the register goes on to detail a uh, an IT department that is having problems because their anti-spyware is constantly reacting to the rootkit that was installed oh. when someone listened to a Van Zant CD. Oh. And then it's been bringing down the uh, the couple servers, couple machines actually, maybe you know, not servers. But I a think couple machines are down. One of the things that keeps this story alive is Sony's unbelievable unrepentance. I mean, they have not apologized to consumers. They've not done any kind of full court press that said like, "Look, we blew it." Even to come out and say, "We didn't know," you know, this other company tricked us. Something, but Does instead it- they've been like. This wasn't dangerous. People don't even know what this is. It's been in there for a year and no one even noticed. That was actually one of their responses. You know, and (laughs) here's the thing. It has moved from a, gosh, should we have DRM or not? Which is Mm -hmm. actually a legitimate debate. Even though I certainly have an opinion and I'm very strong about it, I do believe that you can have the debate over DRM reasonably. It has moved from that into, can we put hacker tools on your computer? And that to me is unreasonable. Yeah. And they should just say, hey, you know what? We made a mistake. We thought we were doing the right thing. But- you're right. It, but they refuse. So they, they just keep sort of putting forward this this attitude of unbelievable arrogance and it makes it just worse. All right. We're going to take a call now. I wish this was live. It's li- <laughs> it's recorded live. Take Re- a call. Recorded live call. <laughs> recorded live call from Alex Brewer. Hi, Tom, Molly. Um, I was just calling about the new Razer V3i, um, the iTunes Razer. Um, there isn't that much information about it, but... Uh, 
A-Mobile um, has confirmed it. I saw it on Gizmodo, and um, it just looks really cool. It's sort of like a blush, um, brushed aluminum um, case, and it just looks pretty cool, and I thought that compared to the Rocker, uh, the V3i probably will have a ton of success because the V3 was already so great, and then you add the iTunes functionality, so I just thought that was cool. Hi, Alex. We didn't get that call in time for yesterday's podcast when we talked about the pink razor, but we didn't talk about the iTunes part we, of the yeah, razor, did I, we? You know, I, it was interesting. I read the press release about the new razors, and they talked about the new camera and the new brush metal look that Alex mentions and stuff, but they never said this also has a version of iTunes, which I later read about, and it sounds like that version is pretty crippled, but as Alex says, may still be better than the Rocker implementation. Right, and there's a couple stories floating around. Uh, the Apple blog, according to Slashdoc, makes a claim that Apple sabotaged the success of the <laughs> Rocker to sway public opinion of MP3 cell phones away from That's cell phones and sell more iPods. It's a little I think it's a little the out top. there. But, uh, but that does shed an interesting light on this Razer thing where mm-hmm. it is so crippled. Yes. It's cool. It's a Razer. And it is the same company, Singular, marketing it, mm-hmm. and it is iTunes. And meanwhile, Singular has apparently slashed the price of the Rocker phone from two forty nine to one forty nine. Now, when you go, when which you, could be either because of the Razor or because no one wants the Rocker. I think it's probably because nobody wants the Rocker. No. I think it's a good move to put iTunes on the Razor, assuming that the conspiracy theory isn't true. <laughs> you're going to have a lot more success with packaging it on a new Razor than you will on the Rocker. Yeah, the Rocker just, uh, you know, it seems like they rushed it. I know. I as feel much bad, as we but... were impatient and telling him to hurry up, I think they rushed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're sorry. You don't have to listen to us. <laughs> All right. Uh, continuing with the Microsoft Reform Watch, you, yes. want to, you want to talk about the email memo? I think the memo is pretty interesting. Um, Bill Gates sort of piggybacked on a memo that the CTO Ray Ozzy sent, in which basically um, they said, look, we need to make a sea change at Microsoft. We need to focus on web innovation starting today we are behind in this internet services thing we we they kind of this is funny they kind of go we knew that google was going to be a big deal but wow they've gotten a lot stronger than we thought they were going to so what's funny to me is this and i'm taking these quotes totally out of context so i'm sure that they didn't come across this way in the original email but to they say something about uh you know, we, we should have been leaders with all our web properties and harnessing the potential of Ajax. And we, we knew search would be important. It's kind of like, hey, you know that web thing? I think it finally caught on. <laughs> no, totally. We probably need to pay some attention to that. Hey, turns out web kind of cool. Yeah. People yeah. like it. We're going we're gonna to go after that web part. That interweb seems to be a successful thing. <laughs> that, that there, all those internets are fascinating. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I think it's pretty... I, I still think it's actually kind of cool that they are... Hopefully, it's not too late. It does appear to be the smart <laughs> move, right? Yes. And then they've also uh, announced uh, their anti-spyware plans, uh, Microsoft Anti-Spyware Beta, which I find to be one of the best spyware options that you have, mm-hmm. uh, will be included in Vista in its full version, not the beta version, and it will be called Windows Defender. Hey, that sounds familiar. Does that ring a bell? <laughs> this is, okay, I am reprising the comment that I made earlier, but earlier it was totally spontaneous when Tom told me that, and I said, isn't there already a company called that? Yes, there was. Yeah. Uh, well, and not a company, but there was a product. Was Australian developer Australian developer Adam Little, uh, his Windows Defender product actually protected Windows users from malicious websites, but pretty similar behavior yeah he uh, according to slashdot he told the post intelligencers todd bishop that microsoft contacted him a month ago 
charging him with infringing on the Windows trademark, mm-hmm. but neglecting to mention that the software giant wanted to use the Windows Defender name. Oh. And guess what? To, yeah, yesterday, today or yesterday, they came out with Windows Defender. Yes, he says it was quite a shock to him. Oops. <laughs> that is not nice. So, uh, also, Microsoft have you seen that Simpsons? That Reform has the, Watch. Has the Bill Gates and then they buy him out. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Watch it. <laughs> I won't ruin it for you guys. But anyway, yes, it's not yeah, not nice. Uh, you want to talk about the Supreme Court thing? Yes. Utilization uh, rights? The United States Supreme Court has refused to hear a case between a programmer and his former employer. And as we have explained, we seem to get into Supreme Court law quite often on this podcast. Really but as we do. explained, when a Supreme Court refuses to hear a case, that means that the lower court ruling stands. Yes. So it's as if they are agreeing with the lower court when they refuse to hear a case. Uh, what makes this news is that essentially this means if you own a physical copy of software, then you are allowed to modify the code as part of its regular use, no matter what other agreements are in place, including an end user license agreement. Interesting. So this is, I, I, I would like to get some actual, maybe we should have asked the EFF guy about yeah. this one too, but uh, I would like to get some legal opinion on what this could mean for future EULA cases where people are putting draconian uh, end user license restrictions in place. Can you ignore them if they're unreasonable? Right. Does this set a precedent not just for you know hacking on software, but for end user license agreements? Because if you know, I Good mean, question. for instance, the Verizon stuff that's been out. Uh, apparently, yeah. according to Boing Boing, if you Good and not segue. not according, I mean, I went into the and looked at the uh, at the the actual license agreement. For Verizon's Evdo service. This is unbelievable. Verizon, <laughs> remember, Verizon is the company that so crippled that poor S710A phone and its Bluetooth implementation that they got sued over it. It's more than just crippling its ability to do dial-up networking. I mean, they just like... Right. National access and broadband access data sessions may be used for internet browsing, email, and intranet access, mm-hmm. including access to corporate intranets. However, they cannot be used for uploading, downloading, or streaming of movies, music, or games. Which would interfere with their own VCast service. They cannot use with server device. No, basically it says you have to use VCast. Yeah, you no, I, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You, uh, they cannot be used with server devices or with host computer applications, including but not limited to web camera posts or Clicker. broadcasts, <laughs> automatic data feeds, voice over IP, <laughs> automated machine-to-machine <laughs> connections, or peer-to-peer file sharing. And it cannot be used as a substitute or backup for private lines or dedicated data de- connections. You have got. You cannot use it as a substitute for your private line. What? What? Does that mean that I can't not have a landline if I use this phone? Dude, Verizon is so the new Sony. Wow. (laughs) That is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. So those are the kinds of things I'm wondering if the Supreme Court decision will shed some light on. It's like, yeah, they can't say that. Even if they say that and you accept it, they can't make you do it. Right. And... and maybe I'm reading this wrong, but it seems to say that you cannot use this cell phone as a substitute. Or actually, you cannot use the national access or broadband access service as a substitute or backup for pri- for a private line. Which, what? Yeah. So I, I can use the cell phone as a backup, but I can't somehow use it through the broadband access or national access plan. It, right. It gets, Which I kind of don't understand, but I do understand and tricky that Verizon is emerging as one of those companies that doesn't get it. Well, you don't need to use your phone in your home anyway, right? <laughs> Aren't they the Isn't the Verizon CEO the one that said yeah. that? Why would you want to use your cell phone inside Why, your house? Yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Verizon has a, an increasingly long history of saying we can do whatever we want. All I'm right. sorry to report. We talked about Grokster uh, being, legis- being coming to a settlement, basically saying they're going to shut down their P2P service. 
but they will rise again, according to the <laughs> register. Uh, they will be reborn as a fully legitimate P2P service before the end of the year. There's a lot of speculation on how this would partner up with Mashbox hmm. uh, because they were in acquisition talks. So Mashbox is a company that allows you to use P2P to trade songs, but what they do is instead of getting the song on the other person's computer, they see what song that is, and then they provide you their own version of that song uh, that has DRM on it. Right. The DRM, Unf by the way, that was built by Sean Fanning. Unfortunately, that DRM means that you have to be connected to the internet to listen to the song because yes. it checks to make sure it's valid every time you play it. In some unsubscribe. <laughs> well put. <laughs> and that's the end of that. Um, this I want to bring up because it affects me. Nikon has recalled batteries, rechargeable batteries for its DSLRs, including the Nikon D70, which I own. Uh-oh. I know. So what what happens if um, you don't give they, it back? <laughs> I mean, what's, can, what's the reason for the recall? Well, awesomely, it's that they can short circuit and melt. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, I think that would be bad. You don't want a melting battery Because then you'd have like a pictures. little toxic puddle. Especially if you're doing like a, a big photo shoot, you know, flash, flash, smile, smile. And then, the camera, and then and acid, the batteries and then horrible acid burn. <laughs> yeah, not a good picture. Yeah, the kids get not it? so much smiling. Oh, rah, rah. anyway, so uh, get your new batteries while you can. Nikon's right. website. We've got phasers, DRM management by shattering your eardrums, and a million dollar homepage. Up in a second. Do you believe anything is possible at Earthlink? We do. We believe the same company that delivers your lightning fast DSL connection can deliver your home phone service and wireless service too. One company for all your communication needs. Visit earthlink.net and start believing today. Earthlink, we revolve around you. Okay, maybe a few more than one second. Tom was so radio, I thought. Wasn't <laughs> Coming he up so next. good just now? The uh, uh, U.S. government has set their phasers on stun, according to Slashdot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Slashdot is reporting that the new scientist this. is reporting. I love the internet. Slashdot is reporting that the new scientist is reporting that the, that US, the U.S. government, government has <laughs> said... <laughs> the personal halting and stimulation oh, response personnel. laser rifle. Personnel, sorry. Which I think is kind of awesome because it implies that they'll be stunning their own dudes. Personnel halt. <laughs> <laughs> does, doesn't it? <laughs> personnel halting and stimulation response laser rifle has many potential applications such as temporarily blinding a suspect who drives through a roadblock. Ooh, so it's not lethal, but it's still really but dangerous. It's bad. Really dangerous. <laughs> In the register today... <laughs> Making fun of um, Suncom, the DRM maker, uh, responding to what turned out to be a hoax, uh, saying that Microsoft and Apple were teaming up on a top secret project to build DRM scheme that would shatter iPod users' eardrums. So, yeah. This, they were using unauthorized Let's make this clear. That DRM was a joke. That DRM, not true. Funny joke. Yeah. Ha ha. <clears throat> Suncom probably understandably a little bit touchy right now, given that they do, in fact, have some connection to Sony. <laughs> yeah. Anybody within range of Sony but BGM just is to like be super clear, on the defensive. They put a PR announcement out. Yes. All right. Uh, a little funny thing in the voting yesterday. <laughs> Governor, governor Arnold Schwarzenegger, the governor of California and sometimes actor, uh, went in to vote <laughs> using a Diebold electronic voting machine, which, which Diebold has sworn. Don't no need to use paper backup. This this will yeah. never fail. They're so Governor foolproof. Schwarzenegger walked up to vote, said, "No, you already voted." Yeah. Yeah, he hadn't. He had to cast a paper provisional ballot. Yep. He needed a paper backup. Sorry, Diebold. Yep. <laughs> Turns out, well, and it, it, 
possibly through some shenanigans of a, a poll worker had entered his name previously as a way to test the system. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Don't use real people's names. Yeah, dude. Well, like, maybe you have to to test it, but maybe. don't use the governor's name. Come on. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Especially if you know he's going to come to your polling place. A lot place. of people <laughs> didn't vote in this election, so I bet you could have done okay if you'd entered like Bob Jones, yeah. you know? Maybe not Bob Jones. Use your anyway, own the Apple uh, iPod Nano lawsuit has apparently gone global. This news is actually a couple of days old, but consumers from the UK and Mexico have joined the high-profile U.S. class action lawsuit against Apple because of the scratches in the Nano. Keep up the fight, folks. <laughs> fight the scratches. This is ridiculous. Uh, a couple of, of cool websites. If you go to oneredpaperclip.blogspot.com, you'll find a man trying to trade up from a red paperclip to a house. He has so far traded the red paper clip up through a doorknob to a Coleman stove to a power generator. You forgot the and, fish. And, and there's a fish in there, too. Yeah. He is wanting to finally trade up to a house in the end. So if you got something to trade for his power generator, go to one red paper clip, blogspot.com. Also, milliondollarhomepage.com. Rafe Needleman pointed this out to me. A man, brilliant idea, Love is selling this. ad space on his homepage for a dollar a pixel. And he has, he has a million, million pixels. pixels Mapped out, you buy a dollar pixel. At the end of it, limit you'll up, have a million dollars. Limit uh, your minimum buy is a ten by ten pixel spot, mm-hmm. so that's a hundred bucks minimum. And at the end, he hopes to have a million dollars. Brilliant, I love it. And, and it's at the already end, pretty he filled probably up. Will and everybody's going to visit this website, so you'd be well off to buy an ad there. Genius. All right, we have a call from uh, an anonymous person who gets our names wrong hilariously. Jeff and Marnie. Uh, he's going to call us Jeff and Marnie. We've ruined his joke. Yes, uh, Jeff. Marnie, uh, just kidding. Hey, uh, <clears throat> I have a thought about the, this whole Sony DRM thing. I know you're probably sick of talking about it now. Uh, but it, the biggest tragedy to me is, because I don't really buy CDs anymore, so it doesn't really doesn't affect me, but the biggest tragedy is Sony is no longer the king of cool. They used to be so awesome. Like you walk into a store and you just gravitate to Sony products because they were cool and they were edgy and they were dark and they were, you know, kind of mysterious and they were quality and they cost more and, and they had this mystique about them, and now they're just being looked at and being increasingly seen as this great big big brother ugly corporation that's out to kill us. And they're becoming the next Microsoft. And Apple has taken over the the space of cool in both computers and home electronics. And I just feel bad. It's like the passing of the torch. And I don't know who picks it up. Is it Samsung? Is it um, you know someone like that? Anyway. Just your thoughts on the passing of a great um, culture of brand into oblivion. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> um, Good point, though. I, yeah, I actually think this is pretty interesting. It's true. I used to feel this way about Sony that I would I would go, well, you know, I need a new video camera. I guess it's going to be Sony because it would be dumb not to get their DVD player and their blah, blah, blah. Now they ruined it. They've done it. All right. We got a, a Andrew has a little problem he would like some help with. Hey, Tom and Molly, it's Andrew, and I was just wondering, I know you guys listen to a lot of podcasts, and I, I love your podcast, but what do you do once you're finished with your podcast? I recently looked in my iTunes, and I saw that I had four gigabytes worth of podcasts, so just wondering if you would keep them or trash them. So, okay, bye. Oh, Andrew, that is so nice that you don't want to delete our podcast, <laughs> you but can, you can. <laughs> you can set your podcasting program to automatically delete, only keep a certain amount of yes. episodes, and then the other ones can get deleted. If you, you can go into your hard drive and just delete them manually. If you really just can't live without them, you can burn them to CD, <laughs> and then you can have them forever. 
All right, Jeff, the Astros fan, uh, weighing in on the iPod power cord issue. Hey, guys, gals, Jeff from Houston calling. Nate, I wanted you to do a survey on this power cord issue because it's like, oh, the third or fourth time I think we've heard about this um, for a couple shows. I have iPods. I have, like, I don't know, two or three of them. And uh, power cord, I got a power cord with one of them. But to be honest, I have no clue where it is. And I don't use the power cord. I either plug it into the USB or Firewire on my Mac, and away I go. So I would really like to get a consensus of other people out there, power cord or no power cord. I think you got to put it up to a vote. Maybe go online, put, it up, put a vote out there, and see, uh, see what the public has to say. Anyways, take care. He wants a poll, and a we have some news on that front. Yeah, Veronica, our producer, uh, had this idea and it is now implemented. Tell them what they win, Veronica. Forums. We, forums. Have, we have message boards. Yay. Here at CNET.com, go to forums.cnet.com and look for the Buzz Out Loud Lounge. You do have to become a registered CNET user, but I think all we ask for is an email address and like a username and password, basically. And Alex already has first posts. So. And Alex Brewer already has first posts. So <laughs> he wins. Too late for that. We will indeed, immediately after the show, be starting the topic of whether iPods should ship with power cords. All right. Go there and weigh in. Getting to some emails, we got one from Joseph who said he didn't much care for the Ravi Jane interview. Aww, I liked it. Did, I liked I want to know if other people liked it. Uh, but his point was there's a lot of other great video podcasts out there like Command D or Digital Life TV or the Twit cast. So, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. we, we, yeah, there are. There, Noted. There are lots of videos. Maybe we'll try to get Patrick Norton on. Okay. Uh, uh, the boys from Boston wrote in. Yeah. You always like it when the boys from Boston write I, in. They're my favorites. No offense, anybody else. Okay, they're <laughs> not my favorites. Picking favorites. I don't have favorites. Anyway, um, they had a lot of interesting points, as always. Uh, they say they're making a case for radio on all cell phones for um, disaster recovery or preparation scenarios. Because how many people have portable radios versus how many people have cell phones? Good idea, good idea. Good they're a little point. nervous about the forums, though. They, yeah, because <laughs> people can say whatever they want. You but know that's what? okay because you don't have to read it. Exactly. It's, it's it's volunteer only. We're not making anybody do it. Also, uh, they asked if we could post transcripts or at least have podscope.com catalog our podcast, which I have gone and submitted our XML address to Podscope. So hopefully they will index us and be able to post transcripts of this. And yes, it could also instantly resolve the Tom said, Molly said debates. <laughs> <laughs> I can instantly resolve that. Tom was totally wrong. I can instantly resolve that. Molly's always right. <laughs> Yay! Uh, in other emails, Matt wants details on the DirecTV hack that Tom keeps mentioning, and so do I. Yes, uh, if you do a Google search for TiVo Zipper... <laughs> Or TiVo underscore zipper. Uh, it's also at mastersave.com slash TiVo underscore zipper dot HTML is the one that was sent to me. Okay. As a, it's a little bit geeky. It's not for beginners, but it is a way to do the hack. So there you go. And finally, I got an email just during the podcast. Not that I'm checking my email, but it just dinged up. It said that apparently Best Buy was doing a pre-sale of Xbox 360s today at 8 a.m. Pacific time to reward zone members. But um, Rob writes in to say that it looks like the website's crashed. <laughs> and does that mean you actually get them early or you ju- just get to order them before other people? I don't know. That would be interesting. It is unclear. Know. And apparently the website is crashed, so I can't find out right now. All right. Uh, our executive producer has stayed all the way to the end of the podcast today to make sure that we promote the Holiday Help Desk. Yes. Coming up November 25th. 
That's He's right. He's nodding and smiling now. We've made him very happy. <laughs> but yeah, Molly and I and Brian Cooley and Shopper Dan, Dan Miller, will all be streaming live for 12 hours the Marathon. day after Thanksgiving. And if we have to do that, you have to at least... Call, call in us. once. Call <laughs> us. So you'll be able to call us and ask questions and interact with us live instead of this sort of pre-recorded weirdness where it seems like we're talking to you, but we're not. Yeah. Live action, Friday, November 25th. Be there. What's the uh, what's the, the address? I know you can get to it through the holiday. Helpdesk.cnet.com. Helpdesklive.cnet.com. All, all the information there, plus a hilarious preview video that I hope you will all watch. All right. Uh, you can also call us for the podcast, 1-800-616-CNET, or keep give them short. us an email at buzz at cnet.com. And yeah, like you said, you know what? If The shorter your uh, audio commentary, the more likely we're going to be able to use it. Because even though it's an indeterminate length, there is a finite amount of time we can spend. <laughs> exactly. Because we need to eat. Yeah. Bye. Bye.